In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Marij Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi salli ala nabiyika daiman Lihaadhi dunya wa basin saani Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمَّا بَعْدُ فَعَوْزُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِسْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ Chapter 99 verses 8 and 9 are what I have recited. Allah says, those who then whoso does an atom's weight of goodwill, uh, does an atom's weight of good will see it. And whoso does an atom's weight of evil will also see it. Today, as I as I uh, told you that I will take the opportunity to uh, talk about habit formation and the Islamic perspective on habit formation that I had the chance to study um, what habits are all about. In fact, uh, just as a side note, I wanted to tell you that I was reading this book of Hazrat Muslim Talibin. It has an old translation as way of way of the seekers or way of seekers. It's available on Islam. But the transition, um, uh, I read it a long time ago. It omits certain parts from the original. So in the original, uh, when Hazur mentions, I'm not sure whether this part is also in, in the English or not, but Hazur mentions that for any um, speech that he has to del- deliver, there's a lot of research behind it. So for the book Minhaju uh, Talibin or Way of Seekers, as a Muslim author, mentions that he read 1200 pages worth of research. So what, what are other people saying? The, the, the theme of that book is how to get rid of bad habits or how to stay away from evil and how to develop good good habits so zur mentions that uh, you know he he looked into what other religious scholars are saying scholars of other religions are saying on the subject so that he can have that background information to talk about the islamic perspective this is a side note i am not talk, going to talk about that book today uh, today, I have um, 
you know, I just wanted to tell you that that when it comes to these subjects, there's nothing wrong in seeing other perspectives, secular perspectives, other religious perspectives on these topics, so that we can improve our understanding and 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 uh, have a more coherent uh, approach to these subjects. So when it comes to habit formation, the one of uh, one of those books that is very good in my opinion is written by James Clear and the top and the title of his book is Atomic Habits. So it is an interesting comparison with this verse with these two verses of the Holy Quran which also talk about atoms weight of good an atom's weight of good or an atom's weight of evil, which points out in the Quran is pointing out that even an atom's weight of goodness doesn't go to waste. Even an atom's weight of evil doesn't go to waste. These things, uh, they have a long impact and they are, they impact us. And interestingly, that book, Atomic Habits, also uses the same term and it talks about how the smallest of actions can have a great impact in the long run. Um, there are there are four laws that the author discusses in the book. One is make it obvious. Second is make it attractive. Third is make it easy. Fourth is make it satisfying. In fact, all human actions circle around these laws, right? These are not laws that he makes made up. He, this is human behavior, understanding human behavior and how it works. So one by one, uh, let us take, go through these laws so that we can learn how to implement these laws in our own lives for our spiritual growth. This is something that I've talked about earlier as well, that when it comes to you know, our worldly progress. We want, we will try very hard. And, you know, if somebody wants to, I don't know, become an IT professional or gov government job or something, they have to go through the right schooling. They have to take the right courses. They have to go to the university or a college. They have to earn, uh, uh, learn a skill set. And then after graduation, maybe they will go to an internship. They will, you know, so many, many years of hard work is behind the person you are, the person we are, every one of us, right? Uh, you know, as, 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 a, as, an, as a missionary also, it takes years of hard work and studying before a person can become a, a missionary. So to say that, well, for my spiritual progress, I want it to happen overnight, it's not going to happen, right? Spiritual progress also takes effort. It takes consistency. It, it takes time. It's not going to happen. That is not going to be that, you know, this Ramazan, I will offer a few prayers on certain days and that should be enough. No. It has to be consistent. It has to be long-term. So there's no way, just this is the, the, the way Allah has created this universe, that we need to make the right kind of efforts if we want to see the right kind of results. So these four uh, points or laws 
that this uh, author has talked about, we can em employ those for our spiritual and religious growth as well. For instance, the first law says that in order to form a good habit, you have to make it obvious. Right? How do you make it obvious? I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Let's say I was talking about recitation of the Holy Quran. I think one, one or two durus uh, before I was talking about recitation of the Holy Quran. Now I can put it, I have a shelf here. I can put it on the shelf and uh, you know, this is a place, this is a common place, this is a study area where I am right now. If the Quran is there, the likelihood of me opening the Quran is greater. But if I were to wrap up the Quran in many layers, like, you know, some non-Ahmadis like to do it, they wrap it up in many layers and then they put it on the top shelf at the top uh, cupboard in the house and the cupboard is closed and there may be a lock on it, then it's no longer obvious. Okay? Make it obvious. Put the Quran. Yes, you have to respect it. It has to be high on the shelf. That's fine. But it has to be obvious and visible instead of, instead of uh, you know, being in a place where I don't even have access to it. The same applies to books of the promised Messiah. Do we want to read the books of the promised Messiah? Right? That's the first question. If we want to read the books of the promised Messiah, in fact, the first question is, do we want to build a relationship with Allah? As I was talking about in my previous dars. If we want to build a relationship with Allah, then we have to read the books of the promised Messiah. We have to read the Quran. We have to know and learn the Sunnah of the Holy Prophet. We have to know what the promised Messiah is teaching us. So if I have my books of the promised Messiah sitting in a corner of my cold storage or, or I don't know, in the basement somewhere where I don't have access, where it's not visible, chances are I'm not going to read those books. But if the same book is sitting on my nightstand, the chances are that I'm going to pick it up and read it. In fact, the author of this book, I read it a few months back now, so those points are not in front of me. But one point I remember, he said that if you want to read a book, you should put it on the pillow of your bed. So that when, when, when you're about to retire to your bed, the book will be sitting there. It will be obvious. It will be in front of you. You're bound to read it. All right? So this is a, one example of making it obvious. And I strongly urge you to start with this. Reading of the Holy Quran, reading of the books of the promised Messiah. And if you want some suggestions, I can tell you, I cannot, there's no single uh, book that I can say that everybody should read. But it depends on your level. It depends on which books you have already read. If you have not read any of the books, I suggest that you start with Noah's Ark, available in English as a translation of Kashti Anu. If you have read that book, I suggest that you read Philosophy of the Teachings of Islam. And if you have read that book, 
then uh, there are other books of the Prophet Muhammad Islam. I can suggest you one book. Uh, it's, it's a big book uh, that I, I hope um, it would be very nice if every one of you reads. It's the book Hakikatul Wahi. It's a marvelous book. It's an amazing book of the Prophet Muhammad Islam, translated very beautifully, available. So the this is this is one way of. You know, sometimes even some some people say, some young people say to me that, oh, I will just, I, you know, is a PDF available? I, I, I will respond, yes, it is available. Okay, I will check it out. And then they never check it out. Because a PDF is on some browser, on some tablet somewhere, which uh, is not obvious. That's why sometimes it's, I also read some books on PDF. I also have an e-reader. I like to use an e-reader also sometimes when because I have no more space to put new books. I only buy a physical book when I am ready to remove one of the books on my shelf because I have too many other books. But a physical book is sometimes absolutely crucial because it's so obvious, right? And if you really don't want that, then maybe even your tablet, let's say there's a book that you want to read on your tablet, you open it, you download it, you put it in your app, uh, one of the reading apps, and then you take your tablet and you put it on your pillow. Just in one idea. It's not that you have to do it, but I'm just saying, uh, making it obvious. That's one law, right? It 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 can and and for if someone is weak in in their prayers and their you know I'm talking about reading books and these things, but. Let's say someone is weak in, in offering their salat, offering their namaz. They can also employ this. So take the janamaz and put it at the prayer mat and put it in an obvious location. In your study room, in your office space, wherever, in your bedroom, uh, the salat, the prayer mat is sitting, or even in your closet, but in a place where you or bound to visit, like your your regular everyday clothes are there and you're bound to see your prayer mat. Put it there so that you are always reminded that I have to offer my next prayer. Or you can take the prayer calendar. I have shared the calendar with uh, the Jamaat and with the Sada Sahib, and I think it has been emailed also. Print the prayer mat and put it on the on the refrigerator. It is making it obvious. The reminder is sitting there. Okay. Most people are, Alhamdulillah, I don't, I don't doubt, doubt that you are offering the prayer. But if a young person, let's say, is having some difficulty, you can employ that. You can employ that. If you are some accidentally missing prayers, you can employ this, uh, this uh, one of these methods to um, improve your habit of offering prayers. Another way of making things obvious is uh, having, a, you know, saying in your mind that you're going to do something at a particular time. This is also something that already exists in Islam. Allah says that the prayer are the prayers are uh, we are instructed to do our prayers at fixed times. I think the words are kitabam mawkuta, fixed times. The Salat, this is in the Quran. The Salat is being, uh, you know, we are told, we are instructed to offer the Salat at fixed times. 
this in and of itself helps in forming a habit. Going back to the same example of reading the books of the promised Messiah, if you say that tomorrow, you know, let's say you don't want to read before going to bed. You want to do it some other day. Let's say at 11 a.m. you have a lunch break from your office work or whatever your schedule is. Let's say 11 a.m. You, you feel that you will be free at that time. So you say it right now to yourself that at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, I will pick up Noah's Ark or I will pick up philosophy of the teachings of Islam. I will make sure it's visible. It's an, on a shelf that is there for me to open it. And I'll pick it up at 11 a.m. And I will read it at that time. That kind of scheduling, like an appointment, it helps with habit formation. Then um, habit stacking can also happen. That you say, so it, it happens in namaz also. We have the sunnah prayer and the first prayer and then the nafal and then we are zikri ilahi, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allah But there is a stacking going on of prayers, right? So we can do that for, so let's say you, you prefer to read after Zohar. So you say after Zohar tomorrow, I will pick up the philosophy of the teachings of Islam and I will read it. Or I will pick up Hakika Tuluhi and I will read it after Zohar prayer. That's a habit stacking. Or just before lunch, I will pick up and read a page from the books of the Promised Messiah Islam. Or just after lunch or whatever is, is, is convenient for you, you can uh, stack your habits in that way. Right? And then the fourth aspect I've already discussed it is that the environment. If in your environment, the book is sitting there, if you have a study room or if you have a, an office space, it doesn't even have to be a room. It's a corner where you have your um, office material and other things or your university books or whatever you have, right? Make it obvious. Put the Hakikatul uh, Wahi next to your uh, office uh, stack of papers or put your prayer mat next to those things so that you are reminded of these things and uh, you are or we are. And, you know, I, I keep saying you, but I've, I've actually implemented these things myself um, before bringing it to you. Um, and, and uh, you know, this is something that, that definitely works. And this is something that is found in Islam. In fact, th there are so many things to say. I won't be able to finish it today. I will I will show you, uh, inshallah, in the next dars of how these things are also found in Islam. I've already mentioned a few things, right? There's a habit stacking with a prayer. There is the uh, making it obvious by telling us a specific time to offer the prayer. That helps in habit formation. If you don't have a specific time, yeah, I will read the, um, you know, Rabbi Sahib has said, read books of the Prophet Messiah. Yeah, I will, I will read it. Chances are that that person who says that is not going to read it because there is no fixed time. There is no schedule. There is no uh, plan. So there should be a plan that tomorrow morning at 3.30 p.m. I will do this. Those of you who are you know, and I am on that app. I see some of you are, mashallah, very good with your athletics, with your running, with your, with your uh, cycling. You know, you're already employing some of these methods. 
when you go out for cycling, you say at 5 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a bike ride. And I'm going to do it for this many kilometers. You're saying that to yourself. Okay. Or you're saying that at lunchtime, I'll go for a five kilometer run. You're doing that already. It's part of that. You are doing that habit because it's you have employed some of these methods already in your life and is happening. So the same can happen with religious and spiritual goals and uh, and efforts that we want to make. Uh, another, the second law is make it attractive, right? So if you have an if you have a habit, you you pair that habit with some activity that you enjoy. So ju I just already mentioned that. Let's say you're a runner, and you say, "Okay, I will go for a run," and then right after I'm done with my run, I'm going to uh, read five pages of a book of the promised Messiah Islam, or just before I leave for my run, I'm going to read two pages of one of the books of the promised Messiah. I'm using the same example over and over. I do feel that people are not reading the books of the promised Messiah Islam as much as they should be. So maybe that's why I'm giving this example over and over, but it could be something else. You pick, you decide, uh, religious habit. It could be something like istighfar. Remember we, we talked about istighfar on Friday? So let's say, you know, before I go for a run, I'm going to do 10 times istighfar just before I leave or just after I return or I'm going to recite the root sharif, right? Five times, 10 times, 20 times. Okay. So you, 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 you are making it attractive to do. You're pairing an action you want to do with an action that you need to do. Right. So there, there th you want to eat lunch. So you say just before eating lunch, I'm going to sit down for five minutes and do istighfar or the sharif or whatever you want to, uh, whatever other habit you want to um, put in there. Another aspect of making it attractive is also found in the Holy Quran. Kunu be with the righteous. The Quran says be with the righteous. Kunu just being in the company of the righteous motivates us, right? For spiritual. And, and nowadays, because it's virtual, so being in the company of the righteous virtually, making sure we're listening to the Friday sermons of Azure Anwar, may Allah be his helper, making sure, like I mentioned, this week with Azur. I personally, I don't think I've missed an episode of this week with Azur in a long time. It is so spiritually uplifting. It is so motivating. Just being in that, you know, uh, in that uh, place, uh, you know, with Hazur speaking through MTA. Pick one. If you like some other channel, some other program, pick that channel. Uh, pick that program. And and uh, being in that, in that, you know, moment, you will feel motivated. You will feel that is why the Jamaat has so many programs. We want uh, people to stay motivated. This is part of the second law of making it attractive. We have these programs. We have these events. We have the Ishtama. We have the Jalsa. We have at Jalsa, you hear every time, every year, that the, one of the purposes of Jalsa is so that we are motivated spiritually. These, uh, these are already in Islam, these principles. In Islam, we have the five daily prayers where 
in an ideal situation, we don't have it here in Ottawa West, but in an ideal situation, a nice mosque where we are going on a daily basis as many times as possible. Those who are able should go to that neighborhood mosque five times a day. Because five times a day, we, they will be meeting with other Muslims who are also spiritually uplifted. So that spiritual upliftment is contagious. The whole Muslim society is uplifted in that kind of environment. And so, so making the habit attractive by being in an environment that is good, right? It also applies to family, right? If 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 you are in part of a family that has bad eating habits, then you know a person who is in that kind of environment environment will be impacted by that environment. They will also eat unhealthy. So so being in that environment, and there are ways to deal with that also. That's a different topic. But uh, being in an environment. If your uh, husband or wife or if your brother, uh, you know, if you have that collective uh, who are who are who have healthy habits like, you know, going for runs or they're all athletes and you you will also find it easier. It's not that somebody cannot be lazy in that kind of family environment, but family environment also has friendship environment also has that. If your friends are all athletes, chances are you will also be an athlete. So making it attractive is, is an aspect of this, right? Um, and, and then he speaks of a creating a motivational ritual. Do something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit. So if there's a habit like, you know, you have never gone on runs before and you want to start running, maybe you can add a ritual. And um, you can do something you enjoy just before going out for a run. Could be anything, right? Um, so these are certain certain kinds of, and these are just two laws that I've quickly gone through. Uh, maybe the third law and the fourth law. I will talk about it uh, next. There's, and then um, they, they they are they they work inversely as well. Let's say you have a bad habit, right? So instead of making it obvious, you have to make it difficult. Actually, making it difficult is part of another, uh, that's part. That's another topic I'll talk about it tomorrow. But instead of making it obvious, you have to make it invisible. So let's say if we have a habit of, uh, you know, checking the phone all the time, or if, you know, you are, you are starting to read a book of the Promised Messiah and the phone is a distraction, put the phone away, put it in another room. Or give, give you a better example is uh, maybe somebody has a bad habit of um, eating unhealthy. So taking away those cues that cause you to eat unhealthy, like uh, those, I don't know, unhealthy snack items or those things, putting them, putting them if, if they are for kids, putting them in the back of the cupboard or not even buying them from, you know, uh, you know, or making it making it invisible in that sense or if you have a ha bad habit with i don't know video games or something turning you know one person went to such an extreme i remember in the book reading in the book is that they took their television and they put it in a cupboard right 
So it became invisible. It also became difficult, which is another aspect. <laughs> I'll talk about it next time. But you know, every time they want to play a video game, they have to go to the cupboard, open the cupboard, take out the TV, plug everything in. It's it's tedious. It's just that you know, extra five seven minutes to set everything up makes it harder to do the same habit, which makes it easier in the long run to break that habit completely. So this is another another uh, aspect of it. And, and the other one we talked about is making it attractive. So if you want to break a bad habit, make it unattractive, right? So in your mind, you can think of, uh, you know, if I eat this food, it has so many calories and it has so much sugar and sugar can cause obesity and obesity can cause health problems. If you have that mindset, it starts to become unattractive, right? Uh, instead of being uh, attractive. So these are the principles. Uh, and I did not, uh, contrary to my desire, I did not get a chance to pull up uh, these Islamic principles. And there are some quotations of the Promised Messiah that I will, inshallah, get into in the next verse. So let me uh, allow me to give a quick summary in Urdu and then we conclude it for today. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Salli ala nabina, salli ala Muhammadin, salli ala habibina. 